This is a Bartificer production. Welcome to episode 122 of the Let's Talk Photography podcast. I'm your host, Bart Bouchatz. I have another solo show for you today because I have had my iPhone 15 Pro Max with its 5x optical zoom for quite a few weeks now and I feel as if I've gotten to know it as a photographic tool well enough to talk about it in a useful sort of way. Now I always stress that this is not a gear show don't, you know, I believe the line I always use is, you know, we're not about whether you should buy this Sigma lens or that Tamron lens. So how can I square that with an episode largely focused around the 5X optical zoom in an iPhone? Well, I think actually I can zoom out a bit because Apple are not the only company putting big optical zooms into their higher end smartphones. And... Um, the question, you know, is a 5x optimal zoom useful in a phone is actually a broader question than an iPhone question. So I figure actually, yeah, this does fit into the, uh, you know, the structure of this show. But yeah, there's going to be a lot of focus on my personal experience with the 5x optical on the iPhone because that's the phone I have. So the first question is, have I found the 5x valuable? Well, ever since the first 2x optical zoom entered the iPhone line, I've seen the value in a telephoto, experienced the value in a telephoto, enjoyed the value of a telephoto, and wanted more. Because the 2x is just enough to show you the potential, and just enough to show you why you want this, and not quite enough to actually get the shots you need, particularly of wildlife, uh, without having to crop like heck. And the 3X that followed that was better. I mean, 3 is better than 2. Um, but you still had to be physically, you know, close enough to to get a shot, uh, which would often be enough to scare off the birds or the bugs or whatever. So, you know, it, it, it was better, but not enough. So I wanted more. Right, And then Apple went, if you tolerate a bigger physical form factor, then we'll give you a 5X zoom. So ah, that's what I went with. And like I say, the phone is way bigger than I want. And if you gave me the choice of the old size of, you know, my previous size of phone with this new lens, I would take my previous size of phone. But I have made the choice to sacrifice the portability of my device just to get this lens. So it really, you know. It would be nice if it was useful. Well, I'm happy to say that, yeah, I'll still take more, right? If someone wants to give me a 6X, 7X, and 8X, I'll still take it because I still don't feel as if there's too much telephoto here. But, yeah, it's it's better. It's not just a little bit better than the 3X. It's a lot better than the 3X. I mean... Moving from 2 to 3 is a one-third increase, but moving from 3 to 5 is, is almost but not quite a half an increase. It is it is noticeably different. And I am now 
finally getting things into my reach that I just couldn't before. Um, something that happens a lot. So I do a lot of my daily exercise along the banks of the Royal Canal. And my route doesn't really change very much because the canal is like a straight line, approximately straight line through my locality. And so I can go east or west. That's kind of all I can do. So those two stretches, east of Maynooth and west of Maynooth, I walk on a lot all year round every year. And what's kind of fun about us being in the same place is that what changes is the nature, it's the weather, it's everything else. And I actually end up getting a lot of new shots every year, even though technically speaking, I've been there before many, many, many times. But over the years, the wildlife tends to do two things. Either it lands on the near bank, which means you're kind of looking at the back of it a lot of the time, and you're quite physically close to it, so it tends to sod off. It tends to scarper. Whereas often you will have wildlife sitting on the other bank, which is quite happy to ignore you. You know, herons in particular, they really do understand the difference between, well, I'm on this side of the wet thing and they're on that side of the wet thing. I don't care how close they are. But with the 2 and the 3x you can't quite zoom in enough to get what you want from something on the far bank of the canal, where it's perfectly happy to not run away, but you end up crop, 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 crop. And so the quality falls right down. Well, the 5X lens brings those perfect, pretty well, look, six would be nicer, but again, it really is, they're now in reach, which they just weren't before. Another thing is that you don't need to get nearly as close to a flower or whatever, which is convenient. But flowers don't run away or fly away, so that's not as big of a deal as it's nice. But where it really helps is with insects, because being almost twice as far away from a butterfly, it doesn't run away. Now, whether you're shooting butterflies or flowers, if you were forced to get close enough to get what you want, you end up casting your own shadow onto your own subject which basically means you're ruining your own shot because you have to get too close. Well, with the 5X, there is more opportunity for getting the phone just far enough off axis that you're not casting the shadow on the thing you're trying to photograph because you have that extra bit of distance. So it is proving to be a lot more useful just just along the canal, even if I do nothing else. But, you know, I have a new tool in my photographic toolbox so I have been, you know, busy um, experimenting with it. What else will this do? What kind of shots can I take now that I wouldn't have taken before? And one of the things I struggle with every year is doing justice to the autumn colours. Because it's darn hard, right? You're you're in nature, you're or even in suburbia, and it's so beautiful, it's so breathtaking, and you take a photograph and it's ho-hum. And it frustrates me every year because the reason I do a lot of photography is to share, and I just don't feel like it's worth sharing something that doesn't actually capture what it is I want to share. Uh, So since I was doing a lot of experiments with the 5X Zoom anyway, I thought, well, what happens if you have a long pathway because the Carton Avenue in Maynooth is a long line of linden trees which turn an amazing yellow every year, but it's a long, straight avenue of trees. It's tree-line avenue, so a row of lindens on each side of this path. And the path goes on for, I'd say, about a kilometre. That's a lot of distance. And it's on a slight slope. 
So if you get close and you zoom right out, the leaf-strewn grass, you effectively you stretch it all out and so you see a lot more green and the impact of all of that yellow is lost. And I sort of had this notion of, oh, hang on a second. What if I do the opposite? What if I zoom in all the way to 5x telephoto and then you get the compression effect? Well, what happens is you amplify the power of those yellow leaves. And so it turns out that zooming right in and because the path was on a rise that actually was able to do that when still getting a pleasing composition you, you still had the converging lines and stuff it was still interesting but it really gave the true sense of the yellowness without too much green sneaking into to, so that the photograph just wasn't capturing the feel of the place because it felt yellower than a 1x photo or a 0.5x photo was making it look it, it the photo didn't look yellow enough, dramatic enough, but with that 5x and with the compression effect, it actually worked. Now, the next big question then, okay, so it is useful, very useful, I'm very much enjoying it. So the next question is, have I sacrificed quality for that zoom? As I say, before I bought the device, before I picked the phone, the you know my one of my concerns was obviously oh god is 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 this is this phone too big am I going to hate it? But I had two other more practical concerns, which is would the five X give me a poorer image quality because you know you're zooming in more there's just the same amount of light is being spread more widely. And the other fear I had, which I'll talk about in a minute, is, well, do I miss what it's replacing? Well, we'll get to that in a minute. So the first thing I'm delighted to say is that, at least in the case of the iPhone, there is no loss of quality between the 3X of my iPhone 14 Pro and the 5X of my 15 Pro Max. And the reason for that is because Apple didn't only upgrade the lens. If they had only upgraded the lens, it would absolutely, positively, due to the laws of physics have been a reduction in the quality, but they also made the sensor better. So those two have cancelled each other out. And at the very, very, very least, there is definitely no loss of image quality. And I actually think that the 5X zoom is giving me slightly better quality images than I used to get with the 3X zoom on the 14. So I definitely feel like I'm getting less noise, even in low light, And I presume because there's less noise, the kind of artifacts you tend to get on edges when you're working in low light with the iPhone, there's way, way, way less of that going on. And I think that's just because there's less noise to have to be dealt with by the the brains of the camera in the first place. So, yeah, I'm still finding it to work extremely well, even at the 5X, very good image quality. So that's a relief. Then my other big fear was about will I miss the 3X lens it replaces, right? So the gap between a 1X and a 5X telephoto is big, right? Do I miss the zoom levels in between? Initially, it was 0.512. That's a nice spread. Then it was 0.513. Still actually fine. And in fact, Apple offered... A, a sort of to unbin the primary sensor and give you effectively an optical 2x as well. So you did really have a nice spread there. But now we're going 
Well, turns out I don't miss the stuff in between because I like shooting at wide. I like shooting at 1x. But when I want to zoom, I really want to zoom. And so I have not missed anything between the 1 and the 5. And there are modes in between, um, which are also effectively in hardware. Thanks to pixel bidding, there's a 1.2x and a 1.5x, which are native, right? They're they're not op, they're not digital zoom. They are actually optical zoom. It's just how the sensor is used on the 1x lens. And I don't use them. I mean, they're there. I just don't use them. So the 1.2x and 1.5x, I, I don't use. I really am shooting a lot of 0.5 still because I love those, you know, low and wide, close and wide. I love doing that. The, the primary lens is a fantastic lens and I use that a lot. But I jump straight to the big zoom. When I want to zoom in, I want to zoom in. And the 5x is perfect. So thank goodness I do not have a problem with losing out on those zoom ranges in between. So really, I'm extremely happy with the 15 Pro Max's camera system. The three levels and the sensors, they work really well together. So... I actually do think that there is a lot to be said for high quality large telephotos on camera phones. You need to be careful that you're not getting a bad lens or a bad sensor. So a cheap 5X telephoto is probably awful. It's probably terrible. But if you're going with a high-end phone, whether it be from Apple or from someone else, you end up with something very, very useful. And it's the camera you have with you all the time. So being able to zoom in to wildlife on the far bank of the canal, always, every day, without having to bring a big, you know, as as friend of the show, Alison would say, a big boy or a big girl camera. It's very powerful to have something with that much optical zoom in your pocket all the time, every day. So yes, it absolutely makes sense. And yes, I am happy I took the trade-off of a form factor I don't want on my phone just to have a camera lens I absolutely, positively do want. When I first wrote these show notes, this is where the story would have ended. But I don't know, the universe just aligns these things sometimes. I was looking at my RSS reader and there was a press release from Apple. So one of the things I like is that Apple, when they release a new camera, they they usually give it to good photographers who go to amazing places and take amazing pictures. And they give you a sense for what the camera can do. And they did that this year with the iPhone 15 Pro Max. But they've done something else. They have also gotten involved with an art exhibition in Paris, which is showcasing a whole bunch of really quite beautiful photography shot exclusively on iPhone 15s, not just the Pro Max, just the 15 Pro as well. Uh, so there's a link in the show notes at lessatalk.ie to the Apple's full press release, but uh, Apple described the photo exhibition like this. So this is me quoting Apple's press release. I remember you. A photography exhibition opening in Paris on Friday, November 10th, will highlight original work shot on iPhone 15 Pro Max, celebrating the intersection of photography and nostalgia. The collective work of esteemed artists Milan Fezay, Carl Hab, Vivian Liu, Micah Niawaga, and Stefan Ruiz, 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 incorporates people, 
places and things that move them, exploring the transience of their most precious memories and the power of photography to preserve them. And in doing so, they showcase the utility, ease of use, image quality, enabled by the impressive capabilities of the camera system on the, their iPhone 15 Pro Max. So I guess I should correct myself. It's not, it, it's only the Pro Max that these photographers shot with. So it is literally exactly the camera I have, which means their work is even more impressive. Anyway, Apple continue. With iPhone 15 Pro, users having access to a professional camera in their pocket, with the equivalent of seven Pro lenses and an all-new 5X telephoto camera on the iPhone 15 Pro Max to capture stunning detail from afar, as well as a 48-megapixel main camera that offers a new super-high-resolution 24-megapixel default with incredible image quality, anyone around the world is empowered to document their experiences. So yes, that's a lot of Apple PR waffle, but what they are saying is kind of what I've been saying. This is a really darn powerful camera to just have in your pocket always everywhere. And of course, the work done by these five photographers utterly eclipses anything I've done. But it's nice to know that the tool I have in my pocket is capable. Now they have quotes from all the all five artists in the press release. And there's some samples of all of their images. Obviously, the full exhibition is not online, but there are samples from each photographer or examples, uh, chosen images anyway. And not all of the photographers mention the 5X telephoto, but two of them do. And so I thought it was interesting to just quote them. Shooting with iPhone 15 is like having a third hand that could capture exactly what I wanted when I wanted. I know I can rely on iPhone. I rely on iPhone to precisely match what I see on screen. And with this recent model, the 5X lens made me see things differently. You can truly push the limits of the device and showcase a different perspective on your work. So that was Carl Hab. And Vivian Liu, then uh, she, she quoted things slightly differently. The 5X lens on the iPhone 50 Pro Max was indispensable when trying to zero in on details and texture of the aged buildings around me. So that lines up with my experiences. So anyway, it's it's nice to see true artists also finding value in these amazing camera systems to have in your pocket all the time. And nice of Apple to have a nice big press release just as I was getting ready to record this episode. Okay, well, I'm going to draw a line under it here. And um, before I go, just to say that detailed show notes, which is basically this conversation in essay format, really, um, is at letsashtalk.ie. There are links in there to the press release about the photo exhibition where you can see some example images. Um, while you are looking at that website, you will see big blue buttons under the heading support the show. So I, as usual want to first and foremost thank everyone who has ever supported the show in any way whatsoever. This is a 100% listener-supported show. It always has been. There are no advertisers, there are no sponsors, there never have been. And if I have my way, there never will be. I just want the show to approximately break even. And, well, they're not quite approximately breaking even because... When I switched from billing on Patreon per episode to billing per month in a simulated way for reasons, 
I, we basically had halved revenue and then I asked people to increase their pledges and an awful, awful lot of you did. So thank you very, very much to everyone who increased their pledges. And we are back to about three quarters of the income we were before I made the change. And we were approximately breaking even before I made the change. So we're three quarters of the way to being back to breaking even. But as I say, it's fine. Yeah. Well, okay, no. I would prefer to get back to actually breaking even, but it's not an existential crisis at the moment. Anyway, you know, I also want to say that it's very, very important to thank people who support the show in non-financial ways. Just spreading the word, sharing the links, that is extremely valuable. Rating and reviewing on your podcast platform of choice, that is extremely valuable. It helps other people find the show, and there's great value in that. You can support the show with a monthly Patreon contribution. Um, you basically pledge the amount you want per month. Officially, it will say that it's a per-episode pledge. I release one quote-unquote episode per month, which is basically a Patreon post that lists everything I have done for the month, and that is my one creation for the month. So it is going to be a one-for-one month-to-creation ratio on the Patreon end. I wanted to switch to true monthly billing, but Patreon have not facilitated their existing long-time users to make the switch, I would have to delete my account and start over. And I don't want to do that, because my account has a lot of history. Anyway, there's also a PayPal link, which is great for supporting me for one-time purchases, which are needed from time to time. And, uh, yeah, I'm going to draw a line under it there, so show notes at lestastalk.ie. I've been your host, Bart Bouchot, so you can find me at bartb.ie. And until next time, happy snapping.